Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. It's another beautiful day in the Rocky Mountains. You know, we got kind of spoiled by some of that warm weather, but... uh, it's more still warmer than seasonal. And for you ice fishermen, uh, I think I've been looking out at the weather. And during the show, we're going to talk. And as we're not that far away from having good fishable ice right here on the Front Range. We'll talk about that today. We're going to talk some ice fishing today. We're going to talk some fly fishing. Uh, editor of Field and Stream, uh, field editor for Field and Stream, and the editor of Trout Magazine, and author Kirk Dieter from right here in Colorado is going to join us later on the show. So we'll we'll talk some fly fishing with Kirk. We're also going to talk a lot about Christmas gifts today. You know, we got a week left till Christmas, really a week of shopping, a little over. And a lot of people are scrambling for that gift for the outdoor person in their life. We're really going to cover that and get into that a lot, give you a bunch of ideas. Also, um, starting, I believe, next week, not this week, but we've got a bunch of tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition that we'll be giving away on the show. So you want to stay tuned for that over the next few weeks. We'll get you into the, the event for free. And while we're speaking of ISE, I want to thank Shakespeare Rods and Reels. Shakespeare Rods and Reels, who makes incredible combos. If you go into the store to buy a rod and reel combo, they have price points starting very low and inexpensive up to some really high-end ones they make great fishing combos they donated over 40 rods for us to give away to kids at the international sportsman's exposition exposition easy for me to say right and we'll tell you more about that later but right now let's go to the phones and uh, we have an ask the expert question and i'll read the question first and it's on ice fishing it goes uh the question the question is from Tim in Longmont, and he says he loves the show and watches it. But he says, my question has to do with what tips and advice do you have to give me to have success ice fishing for walleyes? I have pretty good success with catching trout through the ice, but I've never really targeted walleyes. And joining us to help answer that question, a uh, very uh, accomplished ice fisherman. You hear him on the show. He fills in at times. He's a pretty regular contributor. He's a tournament fisherman. He was part of uh, Camp Fish. He's an instructor there, the in, uh, which was started by InFisherman years ago, and now is being run by the Linder family. Uh, Brad Peterson. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. This is an interesting question. I think you and I are going to have some pretty good takes on this because catching walleyes through the ice in Colorado is... Uh, well, first of all, there aren't as many opportunities as there is someplace like the Dakotas or Minnesota. And secondly, because of the huge shad forage base we've got, it can be a different, a different thing to approach. It can be difficult, very difficult, but you can be successful, can't you? Yeah, it, you're right, Terry. With the shad forage base and the bodies of water we have, it can be tricky. But, um, you know, hopefully some of the tips we give today will, you know, increase the the chances of success there i can go out chasing walleyes and, and get skunked I, I think just about anyone does but uh through the ice here but um if you do a few of these things that we're going to talk about I, I really think the chance of you figuring out how to catch uh, more times than not is going to be pretty good yeah i think so too now first of all i'm going to make a couple points I looked out at the weather, and of course the main lakes for walleyes are going to be up and down the front range. We're going to have 
Chatfield, of course, and Cherry Creek. We're going to have Boyd. And there's some smaller bodies of water that may even be better as far as ice fishing for walleyes. Looking out, um, it's going to be warm up till about Wednesday. Then the weather turns very, very cold. Driving in today, we had skim ice on uh, the the St. Vrain Ponds. So that tells me the water's extra. I would say the week uh, following Christmas, right after Christmas Day, there's going to be quite a few ice fishing opportunities, even on the Front Range, if the weather projections hold. That being said, and we mentioned it once, because of this large forage base and in the cold water, the main thing you're going to fight is that walleyes aren't going to feed very often because their metabolism is slower. With the abundance of shad in a lot of these waters, they can feed in low-life conditions when they have an advantage, and a lot of times that's they don't feed very often during the day. So if you're going to approach this, Brad, how do you overcome those things? Well, I tell you what, um, one thing you mentioned just about ice conditions I want to bring up for people, and then we'll get right into that, is... I'm a little concerned, Terry, that we're they're looking like snow on Thursday, and if we get a bunch of snow put on top of just a real thin layer of ice, people are going to need to be really cautious because we may not get that really good foundation layer. Talking about snow on ice, though, that can be beneficial um, when it comes to walleye fishing because a lot of their feeding happens, like you were saying, in that low-light condition. Well, low-light may happen, you know, early in the morning, uh right about dusk, but also when you've got cloud cover or snow come in, those those proper light conditions can happen middle of the day. So don't overlook some of that, especially when you've got a snow cover on the ice. That, that feeding window can get extended quite a bit. No, you're absolutely right. And in fact, that Glendo Reservoir several years ago, and it's a, it's a television show that's available on my YouTube channel. We caught walleyes all day long. We had a snow-covered lake up there. We were fishing fairly deep, 20 to 35, 40 feet deep. And we were able to catch walleyes. It slowed down during the day, but we caught them all day long. So you can you can accomplish that. You know, he says he's been successful catching trout. Trout are a little more active, feed throughout the day a little more. Even they can be an early and late bite. One of the things I like to do on a lake like Chatfield, Brad, is to go out and I kind of want to know where I'm going to walleye fish. But I want to drill the holes maybe before the fish are there and disturb them. And then I'll drill those holes and I'll back away from them till we get the low light period. And I'll fish trout so that I have some action going during the day. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to do it. One of the keys to catching walleyes through the ice is finding the spot on the spot. And by that, I mean, let's take Chatfield, for example. A lot of people know that there's a roadbed out in the middle of Chatfield. And during the summer, you can catch walleyes over top of the roadbed, you know, along the break, out extended from the, from the base of the roadbed. But when you start to get to ice fishing, you really need to be right on the top of that, the, the edge of the top of the road and right at the base, that, those two transition areas. That's where those walleyes tend to hang out the most. So you want to punch your set of holes, use your electronics, kind of figure out which holes are going to be the best. Maybe even drop a jig down there because I have seen it at times where drilling holes will attract some fish, and you never want to miss an opportunity to catch a fish that's coming in aggressive. But to kind of run, figure out which holes are right on the spots, maybe put a mark, whether that's in the snow or pile up your ice shavings, so you know which are the best holes. And then, yeah, go over. Um, Chatfield's got good perch population, trout. Both of those seem to roam a little bit more, whereas walleyes are much more homebodies, stay fairly close. So once you find one of those spots, 
that's going to be a real successful spot. And you might want to use something like um, I use the Navionics app on my telephone where I have the lake there, and I'm able to put a waypoint down and mark it. And I did that while you were still able to get out there and vote, but you can take some of your summer coordinates, put them right on there for your waypoints, and then as you're going out on the lake, you know, use that app and the GPS built into your phone to get you pretty close to being right on those spots. Well, you know, and speaking of being right on the spots, you know, the one of the big uh, trends in ice fishing right now is to have – lake maps on a GPS, whether it's a handheld GPS or a GPS that's also a depth finder or your phone or another uh, piece of electronics. And even though we don't have a lot of the of commercially made lake maps, there's a lot of downloadable ones that other people have made. A lot of times you can locate those spots on the spot or that area with a GPS now and kind of get right in the area very quickly. Yeah, and definitely do that. And, and that's just going to help us help out your process, speed it up, and make you more efficient as you go out um, more often. If you're on the spot, then the next key is we just need to talk about what presentations can help you catch more fish. I I think you're absolutely right. And this is something, there's a variety of things. Um, I'm going to give you my top two or three and then tell me, you you go out ice fishing for walleyes even more than I do now, but my top two or three, if I was up in Minnesota, it'd be a jig and a minnow to start and then probably a a jigging glide bait, like a jigging wrap or a a Johnny darter. And then my next one would be a spoon. Uh, Those are just, and and those are just some of the ones that I really have a lot of success with. You know what, Terry, I would say just about the exact same thing. Uh, Some sort of a dead stick with a minnow, whether that's just a minnow on a hook uh, and a split shot or a jig and a minnow, then I'm going to put a jig and wrap on and usually I want to tip that jig and wrap with some sort of a, a meat, whether that's a minnow head. Uh, walleye's really having some sort of uh, live bait, whether it's um, a spike, a minnow head, even a perch eye. They all are great. So a jig and wrap, and then I like spoons, and there's two types of spoons I really like. A little bit more of a flutter spoon, which is going to be a little bit more um, a, a more of a neutral to negative presentation, not quite as aggressive. And then a rattlespoon, which is going to be a definitely a more aggressive. And the last bait, and this has really come on here recently, is your rattle baits, like your rip and wraps or, you know, your old school rattle traps. Personally, I, I've had great luck with the rip and wrap in the, uh, the ultralight or the smaller size for our walleyes here. I don't go with as big of one. Um, as they do back in the Midwest. But that bait is a real good search and locate bait. And I've also seen it where the that rattle will help bring fish in that maybe will go hit your dead stick rod. And, you know, here's another tip. If you set up in these holes fairly early before you get to the dusk periods, because evenings are usually better than mornings, and I can't get up in time to get out there in the morning. So might be good. How would I know? But if you set up too early, um, you know, you may it may make a commotion, but a lot of times the same holes, the same areas that you're going to catch walleyes out of, you have to have some patience because you really got to wait for them sometimes to move up. But all of these front range lakes, or virtually all of them, not only have stalker trout and walleyes and other species, but they have huge trout. And those huge trout are taking advantage of the same forage as the walleyes. So when you're down there fishing for a predator that's eating these shad, you're liable to catch that five, six, even 10-pound trout. 
you're very right, Terry. And, and you know, all these bait presentations that we've mentioned will all catch trout, big, particularly big trout, as well as walleyes. One of the things that I do see people making mistakes with too often in ice fishing is using too heavy a line. Uh, the heavy line with a, a vertical presentation and a real finesse can kind of limit the action on some of these lures. So even going for walleye fishing, I usually don't go much above five pound test and usually I'm using four pound test on my walleye fishing rods, either a mono or a floral, unless you're in a shelter where you could get away with a little bit of braid. But dead stick rods, I absolutely love going with the low visibility floral. So that's something that someone who's maybe new to chasing some of these fish wants wants to take into consideration okay brad we've got a minute or two left and we got to get to our park segment one of our park segments let's talk about some of the bodies of water that we could fish walleyes on and sog eyes and saugers now we mentioned cherry creek and chatfield those are going to be the two that people are going to hear about the most and want to try the most i'll tell you right now that cherry creek is probably the toughest it has the most prolific shad population but if you're there at the right time you can catch them and this and you can Give me a different view on these. Chatfield last year or two lost some shad. Still a great shad population, but the fish are a little more responsive on Chatfield. What do you feel about those two, and what are a couple other places you'd go? I, I would agree completely with you on those two. Um, those two are both, they're kind of the traditional ones. If you're looking for additional bodies of water in the metro area, you've got uh, Aurora and Bar Lake. Both have, have decent walleye fishing through the ice. When you start going up north, our options are kind of limited because of our we don't have nearly the number of bodies of water that allow ice fishing. So um, St. Green Ponds, a couple of those ponds have been stocked with uh, walleye and saugai. You can go on the uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife website and take a look, and they tell you what fish species are in each pond. Uh, Boyd is another really good lake for ice fishing. And then go out to the northeast. Um, Sterling and Jumbo both have and Jackson as well. All three of those were on the netting results, had the top netting results for walleye in the state this past fall, and all of them provide great ice fishing opportunities. If I was going to pick one, I probably would go out to Jumbo, and it's a little bit of a drive, so I would recommend calling someone up there in that uh, northeast regional office uh, out of the brush area or maybe the game warden out in that area just to check and make sure there is still good ice out there. You'd hate to drive that two and a half hours to find out that um, the ice has gone bad on you. All right, Brad, we are over time, but thank you for being our expert today. Tim from Longmont for sending in that question gets a $25 gift card from uh, Sportsman's Warehouse just for sending it in. We're going to change the Ask the Expert a little bit next year, but we're still going to have it. We're going to up the ante, and we're going to do a few things with that. So stay tuned for that. But send us your outdoor questions to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors at Gmail. If we answer it on the air, you'll get a gift card from Sportsman's Warehouse. Thank you, Brad, for being our, uh, our expert today. Have a good day. You bet. Brad Peterson, always a great resource. Uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoke Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. I want to go right to the phones because he's been patiently waiting and waiting and wondering if I was ever going to get to him. And that's uh, Corey Chick from Parks and Wildlife. Good morning, Corey. 
Morning, Terry. It's a beautiful day out there, and I hope a lot of people are out enjoying state parks. And, you know, Corey, a few years back, uh, I used to do two segments on my show. One was Colorado Parks, and the other one was the Division of Wildlife. Those entities came together, and uh, for obviously economic reasons, for management reasons, for joint resources reasons. But bringing two agencies like that together takes time, especially with all the systems and computer information and things. And you kind of got coming up a project that's going to be one of the last vestiges of bringing that together, don't you? We do. We've been uh, working on our integrated system, um, what we're calling the integrated parks and wildlife system. But it, it brings together um, both both what used to be, you know, those separate agencies into a, a one-stop shop uh, to where, you know, our customers can go on and, and not only purchase a license pass, make a reservation, uh, any of the other merchandise that we also sell, they'll be able to to shop and purchase that from this site um, and all in the same cart at the same time. So it's a it's a pretty good pretty good deal, and it's been a long time coming. We've been working on this for about about six years now. Well, and you stop and think now, if I'm going to go up to, let's just say, um, Jackson Lake Reservoir, and I want to, we heard Brad talking about ice fishing up there. So if I want to go camping, I want to go make a reservation, but I haven't got my fishing license yet. Um, I can do all that right in the same spot. I can go, I can get my camping reservation and I can, I can get my fishing license all in one spot. And now I also can, uh, maybe make sure that everybody in my party, let them know it's just going to make it easy. So we're all planning. No, it is. And the, the nice thing too, is it's, you know, the, the technology that the, our vendors bringing us is, I mean, state of the art, it's, it's bringing us into the, to, to this century, actually. I, I mean, over the past few years, we've had our issues with our, with our older legacy license system. And, and with this one, I mean, it's, it's going to be even mobile friendly that, that folks can go on and be able to purchase those, you know, even from their cell phone. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be pretty neat. Well, and you know, uh, purchasing from a cell phone, doing your applications for big game, all those things are going to get streamlined and then making your reservations. Now going through changes like this sometimes takes a little bit of inconvenience to launch and coming up the first week in January, really there's going to be some access that isn't available for a few days. Tell us about that. That's correct. Um, so what we're having to do, and it's a big or a pretty big process that we've been working on for quite some time now. But we have to migrate uh, our customers from those different systems into this this new system. So so what ends up having to or having to happen is that we have to bring down all those those older legacy systems so that the the computer whizzes can can do their magic and be able to migrate all that all that needed data over into the new system. So starting about 6 a.m. on on January 1st, uh, we're going to bring down those systems, and then that process is going to start. What we're hoping for is that um, sometime on the 4th, uh, we're going to be bringing those systems back up and, and be in production and, and, and be live so uh, people can go on to our uh, system and be able to use it at that time. Now, um, that doesn't mean that people won't be able to um, go fishing or hunting during those times if they don't have a license. What we're really advocating here is that 
be prepared. Know that if you're running out right after the first year, a lot of people are off those days. That, you know, go ahead and buy one now because all that information you can buy ahead and everything's going to transfer into the new system, right? That's correct. Yeah, everything will transfer. Uh, so those that are wanting to catch a, you know, a last, you know, pheasant hunt or, or you know, like a previous show that was on that wants to go ice fishing out there, um, we would. We would ask you to plan ahead. Um, I think we have it on our website, plan ahead, buy ahead. Uh, and the ones that are really important, and of course it's all, always weather dependent, um, are some of the, the mountain lion hunters that we have out there. Just just making sure that you get in ahead of time and be able to purchase those licenses that way you know, this downtime doesn't affect your fun. That's right, because you can you don't have to purchase it right when you're going to use it. You can purchase it and date it ahead. In fact, if you know a member of your family is an avid in, uh, outdoorsman and you know they might be wanting to take some new Christmas gear out and they don't have the right licensing, you actually could stop by a parks office or a parks and wildlife office and buy a a, uh, a guest license too. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, those are sold at all of our offices just as long as you have. You know, their, their information so we, we know we can attach it to the right customer. And then um, that way when they, when they do get here, if they're coming from college or anything like that, that, again, one, you don't have to necessarily waste your day uh, trying to get that. But, it's I mean, you can purchase it ahead of time. Exactly. Now, the last thing I want to ask you before we let you go is if I've made some reservations, because you can make reservations, I think, six months ahead of time with state parks, or if I've got my information in there, all my information that when I pull up to do my hunting and fishing licenses comes up, are all those reservations and all that legacy information, am I going to have to redo any of that or is that supposed to transfer? A lot of it on the the reservation side, even the, the passwords, usernames, all that all that will transfer um, for for the the hunt and fish side. Those customers will need to set up a new account just because we haven't had a system like this 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 Reserve America system or this platform. Uh, so it'll be a little bit different for the hunt and fish. But what we're I mean we're doing quite a bit as far as even videos on the web on on how to set up that account and you know. Uh, what exactly that, that, that you'll need to be able to set up that account to just to make it a hopefully a, a, a flawless transition. All right. Well, I think the message we want to get out there, Corey, is that there could be three or four days or around that amount of time that the system will be down. So if you're planning on getting out or if you think there's a chance you're going to get out, buy ahead, get your license ahead of time, be ready to go. And then uh, hopefully it's a period of time when fishing and hunting licenses usually come up later so we won't see too much but want to make sure everybody is taken care of and gets out there and then we can all take advantage of this great new system thank you Corey. hey thanks terry you bet that's Corey chicken that's the brand new system terry wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by sun power sports colorado's largest atv and motorcycle dealer Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. Let's go right to the phones and waiting to talk about uh, some activities at the parks is um, Rebecca Farrell. Now, Rebecca, first of all, good morning. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, I already said in one of the commercials during the last break that I'm going to overindulge. I'm going to eat and drink too much. So (laughs) the only logical thing for me to do on New Year's Day, the only thing that makes sense is for me to just kick back on the couch, loosen my belt, and save my energy, right? 
Or instead, <laughs> you could kick off 2018 on the right foot by going out and joining us at a state park for a first day hike. You know, your idea sounds better, and it probably would do me a lot more good. This is a great program. I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's a national program, and we have like 26 parks or something in Colorado that partake. We do. So the National Association of State Parks kind of started this, kicked it off in the Northeast about 25 years ago, and Colorado's been participating. This is our sixth year. Um, and every year we get a few more parks and a few more events. And so this year we have 26 of our parks that are having official events. Um, and that means, you know, with some of the parks having up to four different options for hikes, that so we've got over 30 different events. So whether you're looking for a shorter family-friendly hike or maybe you're looking for a five-mile, a little more rugged piece, we've got something for you at just about every park. Well, you know, and you and I talked earlier, and there's such a trend of people not wanting to stay indoors in the winter. You know, the clothing has gotten so good, and we have really some incredible weather here in Colorado throughout the winter. And people just don't want to be inside. They want to be outdoors. And we have such uh, resources in Colorado to do that. Now, a lot of people like winter camping. They go ice fishing. But there's a lot of people that hike and they snowshoe and they cross-country ski. And those are all going to be part of this event, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, of course, weather depending, um, but we have, you know, parks all across the state and, you know, you might get lucky over at, you know, State Forest or Stagecoach, get a little bit of snow between now and the new year. And, you know, we'll have some opportunities for people to, to strap on those snowshoes or get a little cross-country uh, Nordic activity in as well. So, again, you know, really whatever you're into and, and whatever the weather decides to bring, there's no reason to stay inside in Colorado. We have such amazing resources. We're all interested in participating and, and conserving and, and and being a part of those resources. And so this is just another opportunity to kind of be Colorado proud and, and get out into a state park and, and have a little fun with your friends and family, get a little exercise to burn off those holiday indulgences and, and maybe find something new to do or a new park to explore. Well, you know, one of the things about enjoying the outdoors is staying in shape and condition to do it so that you can enjoy it properly and kicking off the year by doing some hiking, whether you said whether it's a short where you get everybody out of the house. You know, a lot of these holidays theaters and bowling alleys do really well because people don't know what to do. The, the night before they celebrated or they had a dinner, now they can get out and, and really it's, it's invigorating. It makes you feel good. And even if there's a little snow or something in the air, it's just fun to be out and you do get started with some exercise. And by going to the, some websites that I'm sure you're going to give us in a minute, you can kind of pick the activities you want to do and how rigorous they are and how far you have to drive or if they're right in your backyard because with 20-some parks participating, there's going to be a park near almost everybody that can hear our voice and they're going to be able to take part in these. I think some of them are even doing, uh, they're doing guided hikes and refreshments. Is that right? Absolutely. So that's a, a big part of it for us is kind of, you know, welcoming people in, uh, welcoming in the new year. And, and part of that is to kind of give people an opportunity, like you said, whether they're kind of sticking close to home and just want to get the kids out from being stir crazy from a week off school, or maybe you're traveling to visit some relatives across the state. There's something nearby for just about everybody. Um, and one of the things that we are offering is the opportunity to, to learn something new with our park volunteers or our friends groups um, that are going to teach a little bit on those guided hikes about the park and maybe learn something new about your favorite place while you're out and about. And then, you know, most of them are offering some sort of refreshments and even some giveaways um, at the visitor center for participating. So I think even a couple of the um, parks have events and hikes that are not only guided, but have lunch along the way. So we do have a page up on our website. You can get to it from cpw.state.co.us. 
We have a banner right on the homepage that'll take you to a full page all about first day hikes, give you all the event information, all the different parks that are participating, and even gives you the distance and times that people are meeting up. So there's tons of information on the site. Well, and if you're like me, you never remember websites. So you search Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and then when you get to you go into the search box there and search first day hikes, and it all comes up. And there's even a... um, a news release that you can find out there that a lot of the media got. You know, the other thing, too, when you get outside in these kind of conditions, you're a little bundled up, you're having some fun, you're learning maybe about a park that's brand new to you or, or, or learning more about your existing park. There's also a camaraderie because the other people out there are there for the same thing you are. You're going to chat, you're going to share stories, you're going to hike alongside of them if you want. And it just makes for a fun because I think sometimes the winter events when everybody's a little bundled up, there's a little more sense of camaraderie, don't you? And I mean, I think like you said, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to get out in the summertime and, and go for a quick hike. In the winter, it might, it might be, again, weather depending, a little bit more, um, you know, thought out, a little more planned out. And so, yeah, you're going to have some like-minded people who are out there with you. And, you know, one of the big resolutions, obviously, that people make at New Year's is to, you know, lose weight, get a little bit more active. But it's also a great opportunity to meet some new people and do some new things. So I think all in all, it's just a great way to kick off 2018. Oh, it absolutely is. And then they can just go to the website. Just go to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website. You'll It'll come up. And when it comes up, just search for the first day hikes and just go out with some people and have a good time. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us and sharing that. No worries. Thanks, Terry. You bet. Rebecca, from uh, she's an information officer, I believe, there. And it's a great opportunity to get out, you know, and just enjoy the outdoors. Uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse. America's premier outfitter. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. We're going to go right to the phones. And joining us, somebody we haven't had on the air for quite some time, but it's one of my favorite places. I stop in there as often as I can. And in fact, you might see me shooting in the lane right next to you if you come in. And we've got uh, Paul from uh, Trigger Time Gun Club on. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Terry. You know, if they are right next to you, you know, they're going to be watching Karen and not you shoot because... Sometimes she shoots better than you do. Not most times, Paul, but that wasn't necessarily have to be brought up just before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, it's been a while, so I just thought we'd break into it. Yeah, well, anybody who's so. watched Karen and I shoot when we're in the lane next to him has, first of all, anybody that's around us for more than five minutes knows who really runs this show. And second of all, anybody who watches a shoot knows that uh, I certainly uh, am not going to get in a, a contest with her. So, I mean, you know, she does silly things the way she hits the target that I just kind of shake my head and walk away because you're not supposed to be that good. But anyway, she's that good because she comes to trigger time to practice, Paul. That's right, and that's that. That's key to uh, to being that good or being or proficient is is that practice we're talking about. Well, you know, we want to talk about a few Christmas ideas, and there wouldn't be one better than a membership at Trigger Time Gun Club. Um, you and I both, one of the things we say over and over again, and this is true, all kidding aside, is that shooting is a perishable skill. And whether you're shooting for hunting or for just, you know, competitive shooting or you like to target practice or self-defense, you know, being proficient not only makes you a better shooter, makes you react better in those situations, but it makes you a safer handler of a firearm, too. And there really isn't a better place to accomplish that than as a member of Trigger Time, is there? No, there, there's not. You know, we do have, like we've talked about, we've got the 100-yard uh, indoor range for the, the rifle shooters and the 25-yard for handguns. And, 
you can stay on top of your game, whether you're a competitive shooter or just a recreational shooter, uh, inside and in a comfortable environment, you know, or if it's a little chilly like it is this morning out, uh, I guarantee it's nice and comfy in there at 70 degrees. And likewise in the summer, when it's 100 degrees outside, we'll, we'll have it 65 in the summer. So it's a very comfortable place that you can shoot. We're open to 8 o'clock at night. So even uh, when it's dark outside, you can come inside in, that, in a warm, well-lit place and, and shoot. Uh, and it is, uh, it's very good to be professional, proficient with your firearm, whether, whether you are hunting or, or just target plinking, like we're talking about, it always feels good to be good at what you do when that comes to practice. And I don't always take care and with when I go shooting. So sometimes I'm really good, but, <laughs> but you know, the right. other thing, the other thing, Paul too, is the fact that, you know, I know that in, when you guys opened years ago, gosh, you've been with us for, I think seven years or something. I think you opened about eight years ago. Is that right? That is correct. We're just uh, approaching our, our eighth birthday here in about a month. And you've been a partner of the show for at least seven of those years. But, um, you know, when, when you first opened, you were going to cap the memberships to shoot there at a certain number because you didn't want it to be overcrowded, not be able to get a reservation. But it turned out that that number was too low because I could get a reservation almost any time I wanted on almost, you know, immediately. And certainly I could get reservations if I went out two or three days, unless it was a special event or something going on. So you realize that you weren't getting good utilization. So you've actually expanded the membership. So for a while there, memberships weren't available, but they are available now. In fact, I think you're even offering a special for existing members to bring members in. Is that right? Yeah, that, that is correct. What, what we do is at the end of each year, uh, we go through the memberships that we've lost. Uh, we, we will never be overcrowded at, at Trigger Time. That's uh, our promise to our members that we would never, never overcrowd it. So uh, with, with that being said, uh, at the end of the year, we lose members. People move away, uh, and there's people that, uh, you know, just they join and they shoot for a couple of years, and uh, and they quit. Or just like anything, like any health club or anything, we've got... Uh, you know, we, we lose members every year. So at the end of the year, we open up those memberships that we've lost and sell them. And so what we're doing right now is if if you're a member of Trigger Time and you refer a friend, uh, you can get $100 added to your account uh, for referring a friend to us. Or uh, if they choose to, they can donate that $100 to their friend to reduce the initiation fee by $100. So we've got that this, uh, for this time of year. We've also got... Uh, a great staff to help with any kind of holiday presents that you uh, want to pick up for a loved one or yourself. Uh, let's face it, we all like to buy our own you know, presents uh, in a gun shop. And if you don't know, if our staff, uh, if you really don't know whether your your loved one wants uh, you know, maybe a handgun or a rifle or an optic or some ammo or accessories, you don't know what they like, they're just an enthusiast, you can always pick up a gift certificate that'll... Uh, uh, blanket it uh, with about any of our quality merchandise. Well, and that's a great point because sometimes, like buying a firearm in particular, you and I both know can be a very personal choice because caliber, fit, usage, all those things come into play. So a gift card, and then you've got to do the registration and go through the paperwork. Now, one of the things we want to make sure people know, the, the retail, you do not have to be a member to use the retail. And you mentioned your staff. You know, you guys carry a lot of the best merchandise in the state. I mean, the premium optics and some of the premium accessories and firearms. And these guys really know their stuff. They're all avid shooters. 
and they can really help you if you're looking for that accessory or maybe that add-on. In fact, I need to talk to you about a site for somebody that uh, just has a new AR and they want they want a recommended site. So I'm going to stop in here probably this week and chat about that. But they can really, really help out. And and you don't mind. First of all, you want people to come in and use the retail. And while they're there, they can kind of look at the facility and check it out, too, and take advantage of the great staff you have. Yeah, that is correct, and I, I'm very proud. I'm most proud of our staff. Uh, I, I employ the the most knowledgeable staff in the firearms uh, that are available. I, I like to think that I'm the most uh, knowledgeable staff of, of any of the firearm shops in our area. Well, and uh, with, with that, we'll be glad to give help. We'll be glad to show you what we use. And we don't all use the same things. There are things that fit myself better than they do somebody else in the shop. So you'll have a lot of opinions and a lot of options that are all all good, valid points, good, valid uh, opinions. And uh, we only sell, uh, you know, quality products. Uh, that's the one thing we really strive to do is just sell quality products. Well, well. And one, one other thing that we do offer is for new shooters, maybe somebody's got an interest in they're not an enthusiast yet, but you can also get a gift certificate uh, for a, a lesson with one of our knowledgeable trainers. Well, you're absolutely right. And I'll tell you, when Karen and I were uh, buying our self-defense guns, we spent a lot of time on the range because you have a, a, um, a rental fleet, too. And we tried out, and you're absolutely right. I remember that you were kind of a Glock guy at that time, and we changed our opinions. And a couple of the other guys were M&P, and I ended up with an M&P, and Karen ended up with a SIG. But then I came back later and added a Glock, so I have one of each. But you really got to be comfortable and understand what you wanted for what situations and how they fit. And that was not only because of the great advice from your staff, but the fact that we got to handle and actually shoot some of these guns. That makes such a difference, Paul. It does indeed, and and you'll find as you and I have talked uh, early on, you you'll handle something out of the counter and it, it handles really nice. It fits your hand nice. It feels good. You like the way it looks, the fit and finish. But when you fire it, you may find that uh, one of these other ones that maybe didn't feel as good as your in your hand, actually you do shoot it better. So these are the benefits of having the rental fleet, having the trainers that can take people out. And we, we listen. We don't just tell you, here here's what you want. We listen to what you want to achieve. Uh, you know, I want something to go target shooting with my kids. Okay, we, we've got that. I want something to carry concealed carry. All right, here's your options. So we really try to uh, to fit what you want into what we have and, and, and fit something for your specific purpose. Well, it really is a unique buying experience for somebody in looking for firearms or accessories. I mean, there's no doubt because of the staff. The only warning I want to give people is, now, we already got past what you had to say, but they should never ask Zach about Karen and me shooting. <laughs> well, at least one of you, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Paul, it's, you do really do have a truly state-of-the-art facility. I do my shooting there. People know that. We love you. You've been a great partner. I couldn't recommend more than people that are looking for something firearms-related to come to Trigger Time Gun Club. Best way to find you, TriggerTimeGunClub.com? 
that's the best way. Yeah. And you guys are in Longmont. You're right off the 240 uh, exit, Highway 119. But you guys are just been you've been just great partners and also a tremendous help for me in selecting and firearms and practicing. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to wish everybody at the store a really Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday in case we don't talk again before before uh, next weekend, Paul. But thank you so much for being such an important part of uh, what Karen and I's shooting is doing. Very good. Well, we appreciate it also. You guys have been fantastic. And uh, I invite anybody to come in and, and take a look. Uh, give, give us a chance. We're just right off the interstate a quarter mile. So it is very, it's very convenient, even though uh, we're up in Longmont here. All right, Paul. Thank you again. And Merry Christmas and to all your guys and your, your family, too. Thank you, Terry. You bet. That's Paul from Trigger Time Gun Club. Just a super, super guy. I mean, he is their staff. When he says they've got a knowledgeable staff, he's not kidding. Hey, before we go to this next break, one of the things I want to make sure we... I mentioned this earlier in the show, but starting in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be giving away tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition. It's coming up in just, I think, about three, four weeks. It's in the middle of January. It's like the 11th through the 14th. I'll get the dates here exactly, but it's that week. And it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Of course, we're going to have all the speakers. But we're going to be giving away tickets. And in conjunction with that, I also want to thank everybody at Shakespeare uh, Rods and Reels. Uh, Shakespeare makes incredible combos. If you go in a sportsman's warehouse, you'll see racks of Shakespeare combos or any sporting goods store. They're just tremendous. Uh, they make from very inexpensive all the way up to some of the best rods and reels at a really reasonable price to get you out fishing. But what they did, I said, hey, we want to get a bunch of kids started fishing. They stepped up and donated at no cost over 40 rod and reel combos for youth, for kids fishing rods that we're going to find a way to give away at ISE. I'll have more on that as we get closer, how you can win those rods. But I want to say kudos to Shakespeare Rods and Reels. You know, those are the kind of people you want to buy their brands, you want to do business with them. So if you're looking for that combo to buy, remember that these are community-oriented, even though they're a national brand with great. So just Shakespeare, kudos to you. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire.